Welcome to Relatable with Ash, where we talk about all things mindset, wellness, relationships, and empowerment. So last episode was a big one for many reasons. It kind of pushed the boundaries, I suppose, on a lot of topics. And I walked away, I cried (laughs) because we talked about some real topics and also talking about our experience with infidelity. Um, We've talked about it a lot from my side of things, but me and Chaz personally, but I haven't heard him, I guess, speak about it to anyone else which was on my request initially um, and now we're open about it and so it was quite beautiful in a way it was hard to hear but it was also really relieving that he was so willing to talk about it Um, and I'm glad he did because when I guest hosted Indy's podcast guess who's single again I had already pre-recorded that before we recorded our last date night episode and I had spoken about the the cheating and everything like that and so I think it was really good for Chaz to be able to get that off his chest um but this podcast episode I wanted to talk about my story not necessarily my side of things but how I led to be the person that I am today because I think it really sounded like Maybe I'm not a jealous person, so it doesn't bother me that he cheated too much or maybe that that wasn't a boundary of mine and that is all incorrect. (laughs) But I can't tell you how I got there without telling you where I started. And this is something that I am going to talk through next week in my five-day masterclass, which is called Surviving to Thriving. That's the first time I'm really going to talk about my experience, but I wanted to jump on a podcast because... Not everyone who listens to the podcast is a part of that group, Um, which if you want to join that group, there will be replays available for a short time if you don't make it in time to the live calls. Although if you do make it in time to the live calls, you can win a free coaching program. Anyway, I'll start my story. So really, I started quite young having social anxiety and this is important because it ties into the struggle to understand other humans I suppose which is probably why I am so invested in understanding humans now and with social anxiety I had trouble being my authentic self but I also had trouble speaking up Um, speaking up for what I thought was right or wrong speaking up for what I needed And that plays a role in all relationships and it played a role in especially in my relationship with Chaz when he had cheated. That's not the reason that he did cheat. Like that's not, I understand now that I am not to blame whatsoever. However, it taught us a lot. Anyway, fast forward to 17 I had my first boyfriend, very much in love with him, and he went away to camp, grade 12 camp, because he was a year younger than me, and he came back, and he was acting weird, and 
I'm very intuitive. So I was like, something is not right with you. Is everything okay? And he couldn't speak to me. So I, I sat him in his room and I was like, I just asked him yes or no questions to figure out what it was. And I said, you don't want to be with me. And he kind of like shook his head a little and started to cry. And I was like, you like somebody else. And he nodded and then he cried a little bit more. And I was like, okay, cool. So you want to break up then? And looking back on it, I am so fucking proud of myself because that little shy 17-year-old girl, I cannot believe that she did that. From someone who's so anxious and and never was taught to speak up, that was absolutely brilliant. Um, Also a little bit shitty on my ex's part, but I digress. So he leaves me because he likes somebody else and he wants to pursue her. Didn't end up working in the long run, which is fucking hilarious. Um... Sorry, my ego just had to have a little laugh at that. Um, But in that same week that we split, I am about to start uni for the first time. And I have a lot of anxiety around school. Uh, I, yeah, when I was all throughout high school and primary school, I was incredibly anxious. I didn't want to go to school. Even though I was good at school, it was this dreadful place for me so that on top of a breakup and then on top of that that same week so the next weekend I was sexually assaulted at a friend's party and it just made me crumble I lost the plot I was severely depressed PTSD so shaken that I had no hope for the world. I became suicidal. My poor mum, God bless her if she's listening to this, I love you and I appreciate you and I know exactly what you had to go through because although it looked like I was blind and numb to it all, I saw you and I thank you and I know you're probably crying right now and I'm going to start crying in a minute. Because I've never said that to you. Um, and really what helped me get out of that was mum forcing me to go to a psychologist. And that wasn't something that my family did. That was just, you know, mum was so desperate. So we went to um, the doctors and psychologists. I did go to the police, um, but I didn't want to press any charges or anything because I, I just... I wanted them to know that that he had done this for future reference, but I didn't want to go through the process of a court case. It was just too much for me, which is a lot of cases with women that are sexually assaulted. So, yeah, and when I come back to it, what really saved me in the end was I just kept saying, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. And I'd be stuck in my room for hours on end. And my mum was like, think of your sister. And she said that in a nicer way than I just said it. But think of your sister and what it would do to her if you killed yourself. And whilst that sounds like a terrible emotional (laughs) manipulation technique, it worked, right? It worked because my sister is my everything. She still is. And so the the idea of killing myself and 
hurting her so badly. I couldn't, I couldn't transfer the same pain I was feeling to her. I couldn't do it. So that really snapped me out of it and it made me go, okay, I need to, I need to change something. So I kept going to psychologist, God bless her, Catherine at my mind psychology. Not sure if she's still there, but hit her up. She's great. Um, (laughs) She really um, allowed me to open up, but also took me down avenues I didn't really know I needed to go and introduced me to meditation and mindfulness and was just this beautiful, compassionate woman that I really needed at the time. So that really sent me on like a bit of a self-development spiral. However, as I was starting to come out of that, I start moving into boy territory again. And I find myself a boy that was quite toxic for me. Um, He was emotionally manipulative. He would gaslight me. And I don't like using the term abuse because I think it's really heavy and it immediately paints the other person as a bad guy. And yes, he did do some nasty things towards the end of our relationship. He did hit me once and I'll explain that in a minute. But I understood and probably to a fault that there was a good person underneath and that there is a good person in every person, no matter what they do, that people are just fucked up, right? And it doesn't excuse what they do, but yeah, I completely lost my train of thought because I think I've had two conflicting ideas in my head. The idea that, you know, he he was bad to me, but there's also a good part of him. And my brain struggles to go back and forth between the two. But having both ideas has allowed me to find peace and to forgive him to some degree. Now, when it, come, when it came to one of our last interactions where he hit me, what actually happened was I knew that the relationship wasn't that great. We were sitting on his bed and we were talking and I was like, like, I can't, like, I can't do this anymore. This, this, this sucks. Um, and I go to leave and he jumps in front of the door and he says no in a non-threatening way. This was not threatening at all. He just didn't want me to leave because it, he, I think he had abandonment issues from his father and so the idea that someone who loves him dearly, who has given them him their all, is going to leave, it was panic mode. So he's panicking. And on the same end, the fact that he jumped in front of the door reminded me of my sexual assault. But I didn't know that. I didn't come to that realization until this year when I was doing some healing, that the fact that I was trapped in a room that I, with someone I didn't want to be in the room with and he wouldn't let me out. And so I start slapping the shit out of him, his back, because I'm terrified and not realizing it, but I'm triggered by my trauma. So I'm slapping the shit out of him. But to him, he's like, this chick is abusing me. So he swings around and backhands me across the face. And I fell silent. He fell silent. I went and sat on the bed and I was just numb. And he knew what he had done. I'm fairly certain. And I think he knew that that was the end. So, um, and I've talked about this on Indy's podcast, but that our breakup was the best part of our relationship. Like we were, we were the most amicable during our breakup, which is nuts. 
Um, but what's interesting is his mum and dad were like into Buddhist stuff. Uh, his mum and his stepdad, sorry, were into like Buddhist stuff, also the ganja, but I digress. It's, most people that do travel into the ganja realm visit spirituality at some point, I've found. Um, but also my ex before that, his mum was into um, like a bit of spirituality, a bit of Buddhism, I suppose. And so that's kind of always carried with me wherever I've gone. And so I delved really deep into Buddhism Um I labeled myself the Buddhist for a bit and it really helped me alongside the psychologist to just find my feet and come to terms with everything and find peace. And yeah, and I just bloomed after that. Like it was very painful. It was very hard. And part of me resisted moving on from toxic relationships. But I, yeah, I dropped every toxic relationship, even friendships that I thought weren't serving me or that I couldn't speak up in. So I promised myself, I made a commitment that I was going to focus on me. And at the time, my beautiful friend Kobe was living with me and my family. And so that was really beneficial and very supportive. And I also want to thank him because he's probably listening for everything that he was able to offer me in a brotherly, friendly way when I really needed it. Anyway, God, fucking emotional today. Um, And yeah, so I, I, I changed jobs. I changed career paths. I quit uni. I decided that I was going to live my life how I wanted to live it. And I wasn't going to wait for anything. And I made new friends. And um, eventually then Chaz comes into my life. And his family are also into like spirituality. And I see in his room, he has like this big Buddha head canvas. And I'm like, fuck, this is a sign. (laughs) And so, yeah, our relationship really blossomed from there. Um, And I really blossomed, even though I wasn't looking for a boy at the time. And then so that was very, very hard three years of my life, maybe even more. And then fast forwarding to when Chaz cheated, it hit me the same way. Although it wasn't as intense as abandonment, assault and everything else that came afterwards. When I found out that Chaz cheated on me, it hit me so fucking hard. It was like a trauma all over again. And that's the thing with trauma. There is big T trauma that I have experienced. And there is also little T trauma. Experiences that we naturally have a traumatic reaction to. I want to clear that up. Because there is there is big trauma going to going to war and killing someone or seeing someone be killed or sexual assault, but there also is those little experiences that we all experience that might affect one person but don't affect the other person. Does that make I hope that makes sense. So yes, this there there was all this shit came up. It was a bit of an abandonment wound. Um I from having Chaz cheat on me but there was also a lot of my assault issues came up and I'm going to explain why 
when you are trying to be sexually involved with someone, it requires a certain level of trust. So yes, you have to trust that they won't hurt you physically, but there also has to be the trust that they're not going to hurt you emotionally and to your body. Trust doesn't have the separation of the definition. So I knew that Chaz would never physically hurt me. I knew that he would never do those bad things that I had experienced, but I did not trust him emotionally. And on top of that, the abandonment wound of mine. So I couldn't even kiss him in the beginning without seeing a woman in my head, a blonde woman, and just absolutely crumbling and I would just cry. And then eventually when it did get to the point where we could have sex again, there would be moments where all of a sudden my body would just stiffen and I would go numb and he would look at my face and go, is everything okay? And I would just burst into tears because because the trust wasn't still there and my body was like, I'm not safe. I need to run, hide or freeze. And that's exactly what my body did. And that is the the experience of someone with PTSD. So again, it did remind me of the assault as well, which is like, it's so weird. And it was so hard for, for, for me, but for also for Chaz. And so he really learned how to have compassion for me in those moments because he would just, he would pat my head. We'd stop, he'd pat my head and he'd be like, you know, I've got you. Everything's okay. You're safe now kind of thing. And in the beginning I was like, oh, fuck off. (laughs) But part of the way through, it was actually foundational in rebuilding that trust and that foundation again. And all of this that I've experienced, it really comes back to the stories that I grew up with as well of my, my granddad having another family secretly um, and, you know, cheating on my nanny who was the most beautiful soul that I can ever remember, at least to my memory. And, you know, an experience where my mum thought that my dad was emotionally cheating on her. And you form these beliefs about the world. And then when you experience things that mimic those beliefs, then they feel so true. And you're like, (laughs) to me, it was the world isn't safe. People can't be trusted. And that comes back to attachment styles, which is a whole nother theory in itself um, that I will go through in my masterclass. But yeah, and that's kind of, that whole story is how I have led to be the person that I am today, but also into the career path that I've taken. And my whole mission is to help people move through those initial beliefs that they formed, release the attachment to those, but also healing everything that they've been through and being able to hold themselves with compassion, but also their experiences with compassion and other people. And I know that sounds fucked up to some of you who hold that belief that you can't have compassion for people that hurt you, but it it only hurts you in the end, not being able to forgive someone. And, and forgiveness doesn't mean that you can see that what they did was right. 
at the end of the day, there is no right or wrong. And that's a really hard thing to believe. There are only experiences and those experiences can be a catalyst for us to grow and to heal and to change and to move. But that's only if you let it. And that's only if you take the action that is necessary in order to heal and grow and move through that. It's even amazing to me that I can talk about these things openly. Like, I know that I've told you the story of my life practically, but the gravity of knowing that I was this shy, socially anxious girl who would kick and scream the house down before school through prep grade one, grade two, at school even, like no shame, (laughs) I had no shame, I was just, I'm not safe, at school. And someone who came from a fairly conservative family, we didn't talk about things, we didn't talk about sex, and yeah, to be able to just even speak about this to my friends, let alone to an open community, is amazing. And the reason I'm talking about it and being so vulnerable is because I want to be able to help others and be the leader that I wished I'd had. Be the person who has gone through all the same things that I have been through and that is willing to be open and share their experiences and share how they felt and how they moved through it. Because that's something that's really missing for a lot of us. We don't know where to turn. And I know when when I found out that Chaz had cheated on me, I turned to books and podcasts because that's my thing. And I could only find one single podcast that was about a couple that had experienced infidelity and how they tried to move through it. And that was the Ignited podcast. And that's actually how I got the idea for couples counseling was because that was the only thing that stood out in that podcast to me was if you are cheated on, and by a partner and you don't necessarily know whether you want to stay with them or leave them because that is definitely something that went through my head couples counseling is the key and I didn't get to say this on the last podcast but when Chaz had proposed to me I was still in a weird headspace and Part of me knew that I wanted to marry him and I wanted to be with him. But there was another part of me that was like, you can't lock yourself in. You have to be able to run. You have to be able to flee. And what's so funny is looking back on it now, like if I wanted to run and flee, I could fucking do that. Like it's not a big marriage. Just because I'm married to someone doesn't mean that I'm locked in a house with him and I can never leave. Like, And we even talked about that on the last podcast, the fact that marriage is a legal contract, right? But it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like you make decisions based on how you feel in the moment and you make decisions based on your intuition, then there is no right or wrong choice. There is only opportunities to learn. 
Now I'm coming to a close with this episode because I've really felt like I've said everything that I needed to say. I needed to be able to express myself and also give you an honest story of where I've been because I think that if there is even just one person listening that has experienced the same things or little snippets of the same things or that they know that they're not alone and that someone like them can come out the other side and just flourish and thrive and be the same person but just in a higher realm and hope is what it is that's that's what I needed was hope and I hope to be able to (laughs) I hope to be able to give that to other people out there so in saying that if you liked this episode and you haven't already listened to the date night number two episode I highly, highly recommend you listen to that because Chaz is a fucking beast when he's on the podcast and everybody loves him on the podcast too from what I've heard. I would really appreciate it if you could leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify because it means that I can continue to spread hope and my story and help others that are in similar situations as well that's what that does for me um and i'm also doing a free masterclass next week so if you were interested in this story and how to move through the past and move through trust and connecting on a deeper level communicating better and clearly and speaking up and ultimately at the end healing i'll be going through that in my masterclass Um, I also want to point out that everyone who's in my position who does, you know, podcasting, life coaching, influencing, whatever, we really try to put, most of us anyway, our real self out there. And in being real, it's very scary because we don't know how the world is going to receive it. So... If you feel so inclined, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you have me. Just what you took away from the episode or if it helped you at all or any impact really because part of me does need that validation that I'm doing all this for a purpose. And whilst I know my purpose and why I want to do what I want to do, Sometimes, as humans, we do need that validation. So, this has been a very serious podcast. Um, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed, and I will see you next week. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's my new outro. (laughs) 